From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. This is Scott Yates. I'm a multimedia journalist at the Register Star. My guest today is Laura Gomel. She grew up in Chicago's punk rock scene in the 1980s. She met her husband overseas and eventually, and a little reluctantly, raised a family here in Rockford. Lucky for us, Laura Gomel is co-director with Jenny Matthews of 317 Art Collective, an art gallery, studio space, and event space located at, you guessed it, 317 Market Street in Rockford. Together, the women are the latest in a series of stewards of the arts who have lived or worked in that building over the last century. 317 Art Collective opened in early January, and since then, its 10 residents and 30 members at large have hosted monthly art shows and classes. On March 12th, Laura Gomel joined me in the Register Star newsroom for a conversation about her early years in the Chicago punk rock scene in the 80s and what she's doing now for Rockford's creative community. Let's drop in on our conversation now. Uh, well, first of all, Laura, thanks for coming into the newsroom to talk about the Rockford art scene here. Well, thank you for having me. So you, from what I gather, you uh, grew up in the punk rock scene of Chicago and made uh, some friends yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I moved to Chicago right out of high school. Uh, so that was the 80s and um, pre-internet, pre-Facebook. So when you found your people and you found that your music and all that sort of thing that you had in common, it wasn't as easy as just flipping on Facebook. There was no ad to pop up to be fed to you because of your algorithms. You know, you seriously had to go out and search for the things that you liked. And a lot of times that meant going somewhere else. Even in a, a city as size of Chicago, we used to have to go to New York to go shopping for the shoes we wanted, for example, and stuff like that. You know, you didn't get to go to Marshall Fields and buy Doc Martens back in the old days. So, so the people that I met there and the friends that I met at that time and we all somehow found each other uh years 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 later we're still very tight they're very much like a family so at the risk of exposing your age about <laughs> what decades or years are we talking here um let's see so um i probably started going out in chicago uh nightclubs probably around 1980 well, i would i was underage so about 83 84 uh, and then I started working in them at about 89. What type of bands were you going out to see at that point? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I've seen just everybody uh, um, from the old kind of goth bands, um, you know, like uh, Susie and the Banshees and Bauhaus and Tones on Tail, uh, Public Image. And, um, and then you had all the local people like Naked Ray Gun and... Um, and then I myself was in a band for a long time. Did I tell you this? I don't think so. I think uh, we're breaking. Boy, uh, I think we've got some breaking secrets. news here. <laughs> so from about 1989 until about 1995, I was in my life with a Thrill Kill cult, which uh, got pretty big there for a while. So there was a moment in Chicago where pretty much like everyone you knew was on MTV all the time. And we'd be like at a bar going, oh, there's me. Oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, you know, it was weird. It was cool. It was weird. So, uh, and I don't even know how that happened to me because I'm not a musician, but that's how it went. How are you uh, <laughs> not a musician, but in the band? How does that work? Okay, this is the true story about how this happened. So 
I was at Smart Bar down, uh, which is uh, you know adjacent to Cabaret Metro in Chicago and Wrigleyville, uh, at about 4 a.m. with some of my friends who are musicians, and they said um, we got to we got to do this show. We need a band, and I go, I'll be your backup singer, <laughs> and I go, okay, and then that's it, and I ended up doing that for eight years. Isn't that funny? Nice. I don't think you can get a job any easier. No, I know. I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't really, but yeah. So I, I was like, you know, just jump in like I usually do. So, so we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And at fast forwarding a little bit here, at what point did you show up here in Rockford? So then, um, let's see, I'll go up to about, uh, 2005, um, First of all, I've been in Chicago, the Chicago art scene for years and years and years before that. Um, and then in 2005, I decided to put all my stuff into storage and travel around the world by myself for six months. So I was doing that, and that's where I met my husband in Indonesia, which I've been there many times. Um, so I essentially imported him. And then uh, in 2010, we had a child, and uh, my family, who was living here in Rockford, suggested that we move here where they all were, which wasn't honestly our first uh, idea, but um, we begrudgingly did that because we thought it was the best move for the baby. And then I pretty much stayed home and didn't know anybody for about three years because I had this infant and I didn't know anybody. All my friends were in Chicago. Um, and then um, in about 2016-ish, only like three years ago, uh, I started showing in uh, art scene. And that's, every since then, it's been a snowball. Now, but previous to that, I uh, started kids' classes. So I still do that. So it's been since, I believe, um, 2015 or so, I started Smarty Pants Rockford uh, Kids Art Classes. And I had various locations for that. And then two years ago, I moved my kids' classes into the 317 uh, Studio and Gallery, which at that time was owned by Therese Rowinski. Um, and then, so I was already there. I was already there for a couple of years. And then meanwhile, my art career, surprisingly, was starting to take off in Rockford, which I didn't see coming, to be honest, because you know, having come from Chicago, um, and that was all snowballing. So when Therese uh, decided to retire from owning the gallery and the studio, that it was kind of a natural progression that myself and Jenny Matthews took over because she was already working out of that space as well and she'd been there for years as well so you know we stepped up and said well we want to do it because we don't want it to go anywhere so that's kind of how that happened like that it sounded like the folks already in the scene were uh picking up the torch uh to make an organic transition into a new chapter of uh right at least the the story of that space there at 317 market well you know we had kind of been it's funny because you look back and you don't Sometimes you're doing things to prepare for something else, but you don't even know you're doing it at the time. And so when you look back, you go, now I see why I did this and this and this, because now I'm prepared for this. And we had formed a group called Fringe Art Syndicate that had been getting some buzz for the last couple of years with a bunch of um, kind of cutting edge artists um, that that are, if anything they have in common, it's, it's um, kind of to be um, a, bit, a bit more... Uh, uh, I guess you could say lowbrow or um, uh, I can't not avant-garde, but you know, like um, just just not your average uh, 
bowl of fruit painting or your average, you know, landscape where it's a little bit more, I don't know, punk rock, I guess you could even say, you know what I mean? And dare I say, on the fringes. On the fringe. There you go. You see, so, which is kind of probably why we named it. <laughs> so we had that going on. And then um, my partner, Jenny, and I were already doing a bunch of different events. Um, we were using the name Ubiquitous AF. And uh, we did the motel show last summer um, where we rented a... Uh, an expensive motel on the southeast-ish side and uh, had a show in it, which turned out to be a huge success to everybody's surprise. Um, so we had already got a little bit of a reputation for doing um, unusual and, and fun events that no one wanted to miss. So now that we've taken over the studio, it's really uh, been a great preparation for it because our response has just been fantastic. I mean, there's so much talent in Rockford. There's so, so many so many people that I mean you wouldn't know when you come from a city like Chicago you kind of get your attitudes almost a little snobby sometimes because you're like I'm in one of the big cities in the country so therefore we're clearly superior in the art world you know but it, I found that I mean maybe just because of the amount of people alone is the only thing that's really really uh, making that valid because per capita I'd have to say that Rockford has got more going for it in the art world than Chicago even in a lot of ways. Um, well, you have created an environment that fosters that activity. Uh, you are hosting an art event once a month at the very least. Right. Explain your lineup of events a little bit for us. Oh, it's so exciting. Okay, I'm just going to go on here. You might have to edit this part. Um, so obviously we had our, our grand opening only this last January, which was a huge success. And then uh, we had a photography show in February uh, that was curated by Steffi Jade, was one of our resident photographers. Um, and then we just opened up with um, It's Gonna Be Lit, which was a show uh, curated by Jenny Matthews, which um, covers uh, literature, um, illustration, um, all kind of things to do with um, narrative art and things that could actually be in books or book covers. The one I show, show, showed actually was about a book cover um, and that's so, got a lot of stuff going on too. Like we have some, we had we had spoken word, we had poets, um, we have an event called uh, Paper Fingers at the end of the month, where there's going to be like 20 different vintage old typewriters, and there's going to be writing prompts, and people are all going to be typing at the same time, and that's run by um, David Pedersen, who's a, a local author. So, and there's also going to be a documentary made about that at the time it's going on. Um, which will be shown at another event. I could, I'm going to keep going if you want. It, well, it sounds like in the nutshell, you have created um, uh, or curated and planned a series of art events that can almost fold in and overlap on each other. Oh, sure. Um, for example, the uh, typewriting uh, event is going to have a, a visual uh, documentary made out of it to be shown at another time. Uh, it, they just feed on each other as does the creative process. So there's a, a giant, um, um, you know, creative process going on here with what you have done. Uh, you were working at the location before you took it over, and now certain events are uh, birthing other events from those they events. Do. Yeah. So the biggest difference between when we took over the space um, just this last January is we literally have 10 artists who rent space from us and work out of there. It's working artist spaces. So so the people are coming there and, and um, you know, photographers and writers and different visual artists 
and, and working. So that creative energy is going in and out of that all the time. And then in addition to it, um, the previous owner only changed the shows like every six months where we got a new thing coming on um, every month, which the energy that we're that we're creating is is just it's like a snowball down a hill it's kind of amazing because the community i was going to ask where do you get all the energy to do this because curating <laughs> curating one show is enough yeah. work but now you're doing it uh every month yeah i'm starting to to question my sanity a little bit but it's okay you know what it's just we're so excited about everything because one show i really want to mention is um this is may 3rd we have a, a guy called John Langford, and for those of you who are familiar with the old punk rock kind of genre of music, he's an, kind of an original. from Coming from Wales, UK, uh, he was an originating member of the Mekons, which a lot of people are very familiar with the Mekons, who are still kind of actually performing, I, I believe it, even South by Southwest this month. Um, and he, he moved to Chicago, um, and... Well, one of his main bands there is called the Waco Brothers. Uh, also contains a member of um, Jesus Jones, Alan Dowdy, and a couple other English people. And um, then he's got another man named the Skull Orchard. I'm going a little bit out of order here. Here's what's exciting. John Langford is also a fantastic visual artist. He's uh, world-renowned. He was hired by, um, he does a lot of portraits of like old country stars in this super cool style. He was actually hired by the, um, uh, Old Grand Old Opry Museum to do portraits of some of their major stars. So we're having an art show with John, a uh, solo show opening May 3rd that will be up for the whole month. And after the opening that we have at our gallery, we're all going to trot down the street to Mary's where two of his bands are going to play. So I'm super excited about that. Fantastic. Yeah. Again, folding in the whole multimedia aspect of uh, what you're doing. I'm sensing a theme here, a year-long theme. Uh, again, one project feeds another project feeds another project. Yeah, it that's just really keeps cool. going. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, so that's May 3rd at 317 and uh, Mary's Place. Yeah, 317 will start from 5 to 9, and then the show will start after that at Mary's Place. So that's going to be great. And then, of course, Art Scene's next month in between that. Explain uh, the nuts and bolts of Art Scene. What does it mean? What happens? What can um, civilians coming off the street expect to see at Art Scene? So Art Scene is actually kind of my favorite thing about Rockford. Um, when I first moved here, I went to Art Scene, and I, I literally had my, a conscious thought that went, okay, maybe I can live here. Like, seriously, that's how much it's my favorite. So anybody can come. Most of Art Scene is downtown, although there are um, kind of offshoots around town as well. But what I recommend for most people who would just who are not used to going to art scene is just come down pound, find a place to park, um, and you can walk from place to place to place uh, all around the downtown area. Um, doors are open. Places that are galleries are open. Places that are not usually galleries are open as galleries for that weekend. It's April 12th and 13th. The next one coming up. It starts at about five. It goes to about 10, and it's free of charge. Um, we just encourage you to uh, support the local artists by buying their stuff because that's how we all live. Um, a lot of times there's entertainment, uh, wine, DJs. I mean, it's a great it's a great night out um, for the whole family, really. I'm glad you mentioned uh, supporting our local artists uh, in a financial way, specifically. You mentioned that there is a unique way to finance uh, one's purchase of new art from 317 uh, with a credit system uh, for right. artists by artists. Can you explain so that a little bit? We actually uh, partnered up with Synchrony at the at the gallery 
And um, we think that we have noticed that uh, in Rockford, we often sell very small items, you know, $20 and under items, which is great. But a lot of times these larger paintings that people do just end up not being sold and just hanging there. And people love them, but they don't necessarily have a way to finance it. So we thought it would be or great. Or they don't come out for a, uh, an entertaining Friday evening prepared exactly with cash in their pocket right. to purchase a $200, $300 piece of artwork. Well, I was thinking more like 1000 to $2,000. 1000 to 2000 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't carry around that kind of cash. No, and, I mean, I don't know anybody who does. So what is Synchrony? don't have credit cards either. So they, you know, or if they do, they don't want to, you know. Synchrony is um, essentially a line of credit. Um, it's kind of set up in the same way that many people have care credit for like dental work or doctors. Um, and even if you are familiar with PayPal credit, it's the same way. You can make a purchase and you can set up a plan of six, 12, or 18 months. And if you pay your purchase off in that time period, then there is no uh, interest. Or if you don't, then there is interest. So you have a monthly payment set up of, let's say, $150, depending on, let's say you buy a $2,000 piece of artwork. You pay $150, this math is not gonna add up, so don't even grade me on this. <laughs> $150 a month for 12 months, then you have your artwork and in your, you're dealing directly with the company, Synchrony. So you can take the artwork out with you, the gallery gets paid immediately, and then the financing goes through this other company and it's win-win for everybody. I feel that um, this could be a great solution in the problem of selling some of the larger pieces of art that, that we carry. Um, it would be so great for the artists to be able to, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a different market in Rockford in that. When you have a bigger city like Chicago or a bigger city like New York City, you, find, you could find the same piece of artwork for triple the price and it would be sold bam like that. And in, our, in Rockford, it doesn't seem to do that. I'm not sure why, but we figured let's make it as easy for people as possible uh, to feel that they are able to um, make a purchase like that without having to sacrifice, you know, their electricity or <laughs> something like that. You know what I mean? So it seems like a win-win for everybody. I'm not familiar with the, uh, the collective members. Is there a, a member you can name drop right now to single out that kind of is the poster child for utilizing all of these different skill sets that the collective is offering folks? We have some younger people like Evangelina uh, Jimenez. Uh, she's 21 years old and she's working out of there and she just pulled off that whole women's energy art show, you know, two days ago. It's pretty impressive, you know? Um, so, so everyone's feeding off everybody else. Also, we're, um, sponsoring we're kind of like sponsoring different local businesses that we want to see supported so we are a sponsor of the rock and roll institute um i'm not really sure what that means but we try to support them and they try to support us it's not like so much like you know we give x amount of whatever but um well, you can uh, host rock shows for background right, you know, music for folks browsing during our be, scene or be something. there for if they need something and they're there if we need something so we kind of co-sponsor each other um, and we'd like to see as many partnerships as, as possible spring up because uh, there's a misconception that we are, not, we are not in competition with each other. That's not true. In fact, when one of us rises, we all rise. And what we would like to see happening is the attention from the larger cities like Madison and Chicago start coming into Rockford because they're like, hey, because, you know, someone will catch on. Um, look what they got going on there. This is pretty impressive, you know. It, to sort of wrap up, I'd love to um, 
take a uh, I'd love to steal a tactic from a favorite interviewer of mine and that is to stalk your Instagram feed awesome. and try to find some sort of cool uh, interesting question and tidbit from that. Did you just stalk my Instagram? I'm stalking your Instagram Dude. right now and that is <laughs> at 317 Art Collective. Oh yeah. Specifically and so uh, everybody go out and uh, follow that at 317 Art Collective. I'm seeing it's a collection of not only advertisements for upcoming shows, but you've also used it as a platform to host some of the visual art that uh, your collective members are producing here. Um, And I'm scrolling down the feed right now, and uh, I'm seeing a woman, I believe she's dressed as a champagne flute, serving champagne during your opening. That was awesome. Yeah, that's Carolyn Bush. She's one of our resident artists. She's a makeup artist. So, uh. so actually, let me uh, back up here. I am not kidding when she when I say she's dressed up as I believe it's a champagne flute. Can you describe this picture a little bit? Yeah. Well, what she is is she's um, she's kind of a living cocktail table. <laughs> That's what it so, was. She's yeah. not a champagne glass. Sometimes itself. they're she's called walking cocktail. walking tables, um, but she, hers just kind of stood there. But so she's got herself uh, in some of the unique makeup that she does, and the dress it continues on where the dress becomes the table, and then on the base of the table, which is the skirt of the dress, are like a hundred glasses of champagne. <laughs> So, and this was indeed during your uh, the grand opening. opening. Yep, that was right. our that was our big, big pow moment for everybody to be impressed by. Pretty neat, though, huh? Absolutely. So we've been talking with Laura Gomel. She's co-director with Jenny Matthews of Three Seventeen Art Collective. That's the name. That's also the address at Three Seventeen Market Street in downtown Rockford. Laura, thanks so much for coming by the newsroom today. Thank you. <laughs> For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.